What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Between Two Posts. It's a Wednesday. Um, if you're listening to us on a Wednesday, if not, you should start listening on Wednesdays. Get those subs up. Uh, it's Everett alongside the boys, um, Connor, Hayner, and Moiser. Uh, we got a great episode lined up for you guys, but Connor, where how things at? Where are we at? Um, well, business-wise, things are just cooking right along. Season's about to start. Um, had a little incident this morning at the house, so I'm not too happy with that. Oh, it, car and, got it, uh, car got broken us. into. A little bit oh. was was stolen out of the car, but in Windsor, yeah, good old no. Windsor, Ontario, no, uh, London, 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 London. That was it. Yeah, I can't believe that. Um, how much did you lose? You called it small. We call it talking like you know a couple coffee cups or some hats. I lost, I lost about uh, a couple Timmy's coffees and a couple a couple pairs of sunglasses, but luckily that was it. They flipped my car, kind of inside out i had a bunch of receipts that i needed to use for you know the year and that seems to be either missing or gone so why would they take receipts i don't know if receipts i don't know if they're missing or like when they were just rummaging through the car they just started like throwing shit out of the car or what but yeah my uh my glove box was wide open my center console was wide open all the seats were turned upside down essentially everything was ripped apart in my car (laughs) The only thing I really had of value was the change in my sunglasses, but they decided to just rip it apart just because. Hmm. Um, question, uh, you know, not that I'm doubting you or anything like that, but for yeah. the listeners, just to give them sure. a, a paint a better picture. Did you leave the car unlocked? No. So what I think happened was where I park, um, my room, like the window is right near the car. It's probably like six, seven feet away. And where I put my keys, I guess, like, there's a little button on the door handle where you just press it and unlocks the car. So I think what happened was my keys were too close and the proximity thing went off. So when they tried to open it and they pressed the... It just opened. It just opened. So it was locked, but I'm assuming the proximity thing with the key just unlocked the car. Luckily for you, though, thank God you didn't have any gear or anything that was my the immediate thought was like thank god i didn't have any equipment with me or any other sort of valuables in there like it's just a couple pairs of sunglasses and some change so it's really not the end of the world but just annoying um, but it's uh, just if annoying you're coaching stuff like i like once i start coaching so we'll be on ice like tuesday to sunday pretty much so like my bag doesn't like really leave my car i have a i, I put my stuff in the garage but like I got two goalie sticks and I shoot a player stick all the time in there with my coaching bag. And in Canada here, you probably don't fucking, maybe I got a lesser chance of somebody taking that. But in Canada, somebody's probably taking that and taking it like a plate again or like flipping it somewhere. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I mean, I typically pack my car to the Sunday night before I leave for Monday. So luckily I was too much in recovery mode that I didn't do it. So Sunday um, scaries. I got lucky with it, but good man. Um, Painter, I know you're working right now. Anything good? Just getting ready to start the travel season. You know, we're grinding away here at the rink, completing homework, playing VR golf and poker. You know, same old, same old. Always keeping it exciting, Painter. I like that. Keeping it <laughs> VR golf, golf baby. <laughs> VR uh, golf is the shit. Moiser, what about you? Not shit, dude. Just 
spent the last hour waiting around for uh, a lumber delivery. Dad's putting up a new barn and uh, put a lift, making a little shop. So that'll be pretty sick. And then uh, otherwise, just getting through the week, slapping a new roof on a house on Thursday. So whoa, that'll be pretty exciting. And what are we slapping on? Sorry? A roof. Uh, okay. Just wanted to double check there. Blue car. What did I say? What did I say? Yeah, I thought it was a roof, but a roof will count. Did I say? Did I say a roof at first? No, you said you were a hard rough for sure. Okay, okay. I apologize. I apologize. Maybe that's just how about so- you, Everett? What? What's that's a new? solely Midwestern. How's the? How's the uh... So Midwest. Yeah. We we keep it a. Uh... We keep it Midwest here. How are you, Everett? How's how's the number one designer of the Carhartt Vaughn collab going? Yeah, it's it's going. We might have hit. Out. <laughs> we might we might have hit a standstill, but you know what? The 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 limited release drop that we got here for the boys, I think, turned out elite. Um, unfortunately, we probably all could have saved a lot more money uh, after looking this stuff up. Um, on what we had purchased, considering you found a uh, an underground link for like fifteen dollars a hoodie, is fucking mind blowing to me. Yeah, um, you'll have you'll have that on these big jobs though. Like that's that's normal. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. We're pretty pumped. Uh, I think we're getting closer to that opening th- up point in time for us in terms of work. But I am very uh, I can't believe it's only the end of September, and I got you know, how many more months of youth hockey. Um, very exciting dealing with goalies, parents and trying to get through games and people are panicking whether or not their kid's good. Now uh, I, I like to tell everybody we'll see in December. We'll see, we'll see where we're at. Let's, let's give it a little more time. You know, this ain't the end of the world. So things are good. Ev, though, can man. we get, can we get initial thoughts from the boys on SLR four launch? Can we talk about that now? Oh, you, I don't think you, I think you missed the last one. We talked about that a little briefly, but Connor, what do you think? Dude, I think it's sick. Like I am about this SLR line. I love it, dude. What What's one of your favorite new features? Flat bottom boots, baby. <laughs> Flat bottom boots are on SLR lines. Now I'm pumped about it. It's huge. It's it would have kept you playing at Northern Michigan for another three years. Uh, probably. You know, no, let's not get that optimistic, but. It might have made a difference. You never know. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think a lot of the changes, like we talked about the glove updates going to like a 60-70, I think it'll be good. I like the blocker Huge. hand a lot better, like positioning. So I think that's all good. Um, but yeah. You got anything else, Connor? Because I got a good question for you. Or for me. No, I love it. I, I'm super pumped about it. I think we've gotten good um, initial feedback and inquiries about it. So I think it's going really good so far. I'm excited. Um yeah. Moiser, I wanted to ask, Zach Bryan's taking a little bit of heat for dropping music on the same day as her boy. Um, any thoughts there? And Zach came out with a response. I just wanted to see what you where your head was at with things. I was pretty I like I was pretty surprised that at the response acting like he didn't know because like uh that album's been kinda like Charles Wesley Godwin's album's been kinda like known it was gonna drop that day for a while. But I mean, I don't really care. I listen to all of it. I was going to say, know? so hang on a sec, because now you're saying that you knew and he should have known, but you didn't care. Because I, I, I wasn't in the know enough to know that Goodwin's album was going to drop. 
I love that day because like I had two albums to listen to, which was great yeah. like, for me as a consumer, but it seems diehard fans aren't happy. And do you think, I guess now with you telling me that and give me that info, do you think the way of, uh, of chicken fries starting to like kind of lean into him and maybe the head's getting a little bit too big and forgetting about his roots? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think it was probably just a uh, oversight, but the dude, so the funniest thing is, uh, like Boney Bear posted yeah. like a posted like a thing like saying like they released a you know a song or whatever with him, and instead of Zach Bryan on the graphic, they put Luke Bryan. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that's that's quite the uh, that's quite the difference. Yeah, in, it's quite the mix up in person, and like a bunch of people commented on it, and it never got changed. But I was just like, wow, that's uh really not anywhere near the same person see i maybe i'm the only person that thinks like this but is it possible that like they did that for clicks like i in terms of cons- like what we'll i'll call social media conspiracy theories like i talked about with the with uh, our guest today like the kelsey taylor swift thing i really do think that that's just for media do you think that, that that's possibly like there's no way that they could fuck that up that bad and then oh you're just saying it. that's like a like a marketing like yeah, they went negative to get response, to get more comments, to get more likes and more shares for people to be like, hey, look at how stupid they are. And then the occasional person's like, oh, I'll listen to that album or song now. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's de- I think that's li- that's a definitely a likely possibility. I don't think you're wrong in um, making that assumption. Yeah, the, Dude, the thing is, though, like, I feel like Bon Iver wouldn't do that for clicks like that is like just like just justin vernon and that whole group i feel like if there's anything that they don't care about at all it's social media following but like okay. you know what i'm saying like i mean i don't know maybe i'm wrong but do they run I their own like, media do they run their own social media or is this I, like a marketing gig that they just sprung on i highly doubt it i highly doubt they run their own shit but i also feel like they probably wouldn't hire someone that would they wouldn't hire someone or they wouldn't have someone on their team that thought like that. Cause just knowing the way, like, and obviously I don't actually know them, but like at least the thought, the, the mentality, uh, the mentality I would think they'd have is they wouldn't, they wouldn't do shit like that. And again, I could be wrong, but I don't know. I just thought it was fun. I just thought it was funny. And it like, that's the thing is it's probably, probably whoever did do it. It was like some intern or something like that. Who's just like, Oh, something Brian. Like it was like one of those, like something Brian. And I was like, Oh, Luke Brian. Yeah. 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 I got to throw that on the graphic, like some freelance, like graphic designer or something like that. Maybe they used that Fiverr website and they just gave a kid like three bucks. Save a few bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Canva. They just did it on Canva themselves. Yeah, just say hey, throw Whoa. these four people together. We're good to go. Um, you guys got anything else? Preseason starting. Yeah, a lot of high scoring games, huh? Some showtime. Couple du- double sh- digit games. <laughs> You'll have that on these big jobs, man. Um, yeah, the Calgary Vancouver one that was a highlight for people. What was it? 10 what, what was the score of that one? Ten was rep? it ten? Yeah, ten nothing. Ten rip. Thank God Calgary didn't kick the field goal. Made it respectable. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people like you know, like preseason hockey. I definitely one hundred percent is exciting. But like, 
I think a lot of people, it's like, to me, preseason football is a joke because, like, you're throwing out a lot of guys that are getting looks and getting chances and, like, whatever. Yeah. Although, although, before I say anything too far, with the Jackets, didn't Meyer pick up a couple stars? He had two points last, or two goals last night. Two goals, and was it, he was, like, a second star, a third star in a game? First star. First star, baby. Ew. Yeah, yeah, dude. All the all the Ohio State boys are in the news. Dakota Joshua was trying to fight. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, who Connor, he was, was trying Connor to Garland. F- yeah, he was trying to fight Garland in practice. What nails? I'll send it to the Instagram chat. But dude, I mean, it. like the reality of it is, is like for Dakota, like that's the kind of player. I mean, maybe not necessarily to his own teammates, but that's the kind of player, like the expectation is for him to be is like that rough, you know, hard nose, like tough, as shit. tough guy sort of role. And I yeah. mean, he's got, I, I guess you got to prove it somehow. So if it's in practice, that's the way it, that's the way it has to go. It happens. And I mean, especially preseason, like preseason, I feel like preseason, like the fighting numbers and stuff like that and just everything in that aspect of the game shoots way up. Cause there's a million guys trying to oh, say yeah. like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm that guy. Like. Ev, I don't know if you saw any fights at your rookie tournament, but at the Buffalo rookie tournament, there was quite a few. No. And that is interesting because, uh, there weren't many from the games that I was watching, but, uh, I will say every year that I go Nashville brings like, all guys that are minimum six four, they're so big. Nashville's uh rookie tournament team is always massive, and all they do is just fucking bang bodies. So, really? I, like, I'm not surprised that that doesn't happen more. Yeah, dude. Well, I think it was I think it was Chicago. Chicago had like two six eight guys. Like, I mean, just because fucking Bedard is there they had like two huge mutants and I think they were both like 100 plus pim guys in the in the OHL or something like that too someone there was some tweet about it yeah so while everyone's talking about Bedard no one's realizing that you know they that while they're building Bedard and getting him developed they're bringing in some guy to like hey you're going with him every time he gets on the ice man keep up (laughs) you're the shadow so figure it out get tough well, one of one of Carson's assists last night, or one of Carson's goals last night, was off a Fantilli assist. Really? And I mean, Car- Carson, that's kind of like they want. I don't know necessarily if he's going to be fighting every night, but they definitely want him to play hard and, and yeah. kind of be a little bit of a shithead. So, I think that's uh, that's kind of funny to see that, like him out there with with Fantilli. Um, did you get any scraps or anything in these couple uh, these couple weeks? Uh, well, last night was their first game. I don't, I don't think he had, he has yet, but I, I do know for a fact that, I mean, this is like no surprise at all because every year he does, he was by far the strongest like guy in all the testing, like VO2, everything. He, he was, he was the guy on it. And I was, I was talking to one of their strength coaches about it too. So that's pretty, pretty normal for him because it's literally every year he's been the fucking alpha male. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> absolute gorilla oh shit um all right guys well we got anything else absolutely not keep it light quick and short um you bet. i did let me see i think i had a question here but i think i asked it last week um 
Well, we talked about that. Um, oh, I guess an open question. I just wanted to ask you guys. This is, I don't know if it's any good, but I figure I'll ask. Um, what's one of those things you wished you had as a kid growing up? And the one thing for mine was always a metal detector. I don't know why. I just thought I was going to like a good go shout. through. Huh? That's a good shout. I, uh, I thought I would take my metal detector and like go to like, open areas and like find a ton of shit and uh obviously i never got one but i don't know i looked back and i saw a commercial for one the other day i was like holy shit now i'm an adult i could go get a metal detector but i'm not going to be that guy (laughs) on the beach in a long sleeve and jeans rolling through and like with my little trowel shovel and like digging shit out of the sand but um yeah do you guys ever have anything that you wish you had as a kid yeah uh probably height Oh, okay, Painter. Yeah, me too. Okay, that's easy. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Cat eye. Always wanted I think, one of those. I think mine would be like one of the, like my grandpa in Wisconsin always had one. Like he always get one going, for, but a go-kart. Oh, my grandpa yeah. in Wisconsin mm. always had one that he'd get going for us. Like whenever we came up to visit, but like I had like, I had dirt bikes and shit like that, but go-karts i always thought were just badass because fucking get like our at our grandpa's house we'd like get him going he had like little you know big open field and everything and the corners me and my little brother would just drift around the corners and shit like that go-karts are just so different that was that that would definitely i think be mine uh my my uh nostalgic childhood i wish i had now, did you have a go-kart like one at like a go-kart place now or did you have one of those old like like the Super Mario looking ones where it's very low to the ground and the wheels are like this big and it's just got that one metal bar frame around the bottom? Well, it was so there was there was a uh, like legit in a condom walk like 15 minutes from my grandpa's house. There was like one of those like fucking racetracks yeah. and this was like he just dropped like a Briggs and Stratton mo like normal motor like you always see on them on like one of those racing ones yeah like he just rigged it up like that i think but uh it was it was like a legit like it had like the fiberglass racing body over like the little metal (laughs) roll cage but it but the motor on it was not like that but it i mean it's still i mean me and my brother when we would fuck around with this thing we were probably 80 pounds so it's still cook but yeah. not 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 like the racing ones. Those things are insane. Yeah. yeah, my sister used to race those racing carts. They're wild, dude. It's insane. I mean, when you get in those, they make you put the uh, fire retardant thing over your head. Yeah, your you helmet. have a you have a like racing suit on. Yeah, it's the real deal. So, Connor, what about you? Anything? Uh, mine mine's gonna be a wild shout. You know those um, the red Pokedex things, like the actual like yes. battery powered Pokedex. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted one of those so bad. Dude. <laughs> There's this one kid in school. One kid in elementary school. His name was Ben. Okay. Ben Howard. <laughs> Shout out Ben Howard. I knew you had a fucking Pokedex, pal, and I wanted it. <laughs> this kid would show up all the time with this Pokedex. We were playing we were playing Pokemon at recess and shit. And he'd just have the Pokedex just dialing. It was sick. Dude. I, I Unbelievable. Sw- I can't remember. I like ever so slightly remember what you're talking about i think i had one but you couldn't like do anything with it because it was just a giant it was a giant library yeah of every single pokemon and it gave you every single stat line on a pokemon it was sick 
it was like the remember like when we were growing up like the first they weren't like game boys but those little mini games where it was just like little black pixels that's yeah. all it was right that's it all was it was the yeah. library and it would come up and like tell you the details yeah it was I the best he, he was so fly with it too you just pull it he'd pull it out of his jeans and shit Ugh. did he wear the so sick the kid Emoison? the one that the one that i think of is kids would go to my school with the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh arm thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the I was just about to bring that up. We had Shit. one guy. We had one guy who had the full Yu-Gi-Oh outfit with the with the arm thing. It was unbelievable. Man, I bring I mean, it up. I'm sure. I'm sure it was every school, but we had kids with those things. We had kids with like the 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 headbands with like the metal thing. The the anime like metal the metal the headbands. Yeah, yeah. We had though. I'm trying to think, man. We in high school we had girls walk around with fucking tails on, like I mean, just a special, special place. (laughs) Starting to sound like London here. (laughs) Yeah, well, dude, when you brought when you were bringing that up, I was thinking back to college, and there, like, there was a the hockey house was. I mean, it was a perfectly fine neighborhood, but it was just like a a little bit sketch here and there. But the hockey house, one of my teammates, his car like would get broken into like pretty much every night and he couldn't figure out why. So he just would start leaving it unlocked and a homeless guy would literally just break into his car, sleep in his car and then leave in the morning before he got in it. So he just started leaving it unlocked. I mean, this thing, it was like a 2002 Toyota Sequoia, like a big ass old just suv so he didn't yeah. care about it at all eventually he just started leaving it unlocked because he was so tired of dealing with it right uh, yeah i don't think i have that issue yet but i might <laughs> yeah you never know in london you never know yeah i, I very well could <laughs> um yeah the one thing that's tough about colleges i always remember this and it still goes on today you just hear about how many like people leave their houses and cars open and shit and like macbooks and like iPod, well, not iPods, but phones, like all that shit gets stolen now. And I don't. Oh, like, dude. Back when I was in college, we locked our shit all the time. The house, like no one ever left it unlocked. Besides, I guess it's crazy. Windows were open, you could jump in on the first floor, but I never thought about dude, that. Dude, Napes, Na- this was uh, this was probably my sophomore year. The hockey house, they, I mean, they just leave it unlocked, whatever. Napes was home alone the one time, and and someone broke in, like everyone's xbox got taken like couple ipads couple macbooks yeah napes's fucking jeep (laughs) napes's jeep cherokee got stolen too and they found it like a quarter mile away and like in the in the guy's front like in the guy's like backyard at the hockey house there was like kids bikes so it was probably like 12 or 13 year old kids that like (laughs) took all this shit and they took napes's fucking jeep dude it's unbelievable what like i mean it's just the balls, dude. The balls. But what do you do with a car like a quarter? Say they went a quarter or even a half mile. Say they they drove one mile. What does that get you? And then you leave I, it there? Like that's Well, like they a- I, they crashed it. They like hit oh. they hit another car like a quarter oh. mile down the road and they just bail, bail, bail. <laughs> Yeah. But Nate Napes was in the shower or something and he hurt he heard him scurrying around and he just stayed in the shower because he's like, fuck that. Well, he yeah, didn't know who it was, obviously. 
that and like you're naked and you're very vulnerable like not a good place to be when you're, you're naked robbed. and white slippery like yeah. it's yeah. not not gonna be good no not a good form luckily no one came in <laughs> like i couldn't imagine you're in the shower and they decide hey we're gonna come in and see what this guy's fucking up to. yeah what are you guys about <laughs> like you throw on a soap bar like you can't defend yourself so um yeah that's nuts man um the other thing another funny story from college i remember i think we this what wasn't at my house is at my buddy's house um but uh one of the guys ended up dating this girl who like got fresh out of a relationship and the ex-boyfriend wasn't happy about it and one morning they came out and all the tires were like deflated but like not stabbed and then the next like they got it fixed or whatever they pumped them back up and then like a week later every car besides the guy that stole the girl well not stole but started dating that girlfriend every car otherwise though for all the roommates the guy fucking stabbed all four of their tires oh my and the guy God. who's like who would be the culprit that they'd have to go after his car was untouched and i just thought that was fucking hilarious they even got one of the guys had uh it was a jimmy i think it was a jimmy it was something that had the back spare on the back like on the the trunk or whatever oh. and they fucking shake that one too <laughs> Dickhead. So yeah, that's only, just, you hey, that's just based four. on principle. He's got he's yeah. got to get them all. <laughs> yeah, it's not four tires. You're buying five now just for the back. So yeah. Um, yeah. You guys, got anything else? No, sir. Well, I appreciate you guys. As always, it's another week. We're another. We're that much closer getting into hockey season. Women's hockey started, so we're rolling. Um, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, tune in. Every, every wednesday tune in every wednesday for a new episode um and until then we'll see you guys later i'll see you guys thank you ciao ciao cheers maple syrup we're gonna take a real brief break to hear connor talk about one of our sponsors looking for the fastest way to rehydrate look no further than drip drop breakthrough rehydration that keeps you going packed with key electrolytes vitamins and minerals to help you dig deeper go longer and do more of what you love. Try today and feel the difference. Learn more at dripdrop.com. Be sure to check out the link in the bio and go to Between Two Post Instagram for 15% off. Stay hydrated. Now back to the show. Wearing number 29 of the St. Cloud State Huskies. All the way from sweet home Chicago, Illinois. Standing at 5 foot and 8 inches. It's Violet, a.k.a. Jojo Chobak. Hello, Jojo. thanks for having me, guys. Well, How are you? I'm pretty good. Just hanging out at the house in between school and hockey. It's a light, it's a light day for you. I mean, th- those first couple of weeks, it was like, oh, my God, we can't find, a, we can't find time in, in, in the schedule to grab your eye. Eh? I know. It's, it's nice. We had a game yesterday, so we get today off. I'll be going in. Uh, just for some activation and stuff, but that's about it today. So that's nice. Oh, it's nice and light. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's exciting too. Hockey season started. You guys, everyone's getting games in across the country, and uh, it's exciting that hockey season's back for those that are playing. For those that are coaching youth hockey, like myself, I just can't wait to get to to March. So <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> hey, not all heroes wear capes, F. <laughs> we got a long ways to go. Um. But uh, Jojo, uh, my first question for you here, and this is how we're going to break the ice, is you got a lot of nicknames. You got a lot of names. Just get, Can I get some background on that? I'm just really curious on where these all popped up from. 
Yeah, definitely. So birth given name is Violet. Um, I don't really know the story behind that. I think my parents just wanted to name me after a flower. Okay. Um, and then from there, we have Viola, which I believe is kind of Czech for Violet. And I'm like half my family's from Czech. So okay. there's that. And then Jojo, so actually completely random. When I was younger, my brothers couldn't pronounce Violet. So they started calling me Yo-Yo. That was how it first started. And like I always toy. played... Yeah, exactly. Same thing, you know, simple. Um, and then it kind of turned into JoJo and I had always played hockey with them. So everyone at hockey would just call me JoJo. Um, and that carried on through the rest of my hockey career. And now it's just like part of my real name. Okay, very cool. Because I think, I mean, when when I talked to your goalie coach, Sonia from GDI, uh, when I was introduced, I, I mean, it was always JoJo. So yeah, exactly. When you bring up the Instagram, I'm like, I look, I'm like, that's a lot of names. There's a lot of <laughs> names here. Yeah, no, definitely. It can be confusing. But like everyone at school, like in my classes and stuff, will all call me Violet. But oh. JoJo is just particular to hockey. So, okay. Okay. Once yeah. you put the skates on, it's JoJo. It's business only. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like the check roots too. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> what's the uh, JoJo? What's the go to coffee order? Um, I kind of switch around. I think it's always cold brew with some sort of cold foam on top. Like right now I'm into the pumpkin cream cold brew. Of course. I oh, like, it's I like that to... time of the year, baby. Pumpkins yep. coming out to play. Oh, absolutely. I get right on that. Love I like it. that. Um, if you had a sandwich named after you, AKA, like you could call it the Jojo or the Choback, what do you think would be on it? This is an elite question. I feel like it would be similar to like an Italian sub, like lots of meat, maybe a vinaigrette and like some uh, veggies kind of sprinkled in there. Okay. Definitely like meat heavy. Okay. Um, Something big. Give me a bread. What kind of bread are we yeah, putting Yeah, give me on? some breakdown here. Italian. Italian toasted or? Obviously, yes. Toasted. Okay. Yeah. So, ridiculous question by me. Um, <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> what what uh what lunch meats are we throwing on here salami ham the capricola um, <laughs> sure whatever you guys want but yeah something like that probably okay are we going like lettuce peppers onions pickles uh lettuce peppers onions Tomatoes, maybe. I maybe hold off the pickles on that one. No pickles? You like tomatoes, though? Yeah. I mean, I like pickles, too. I just don't feel like that would be on my sandwich. Okay. Yeah, see, I, uh, I you, you, you might lose me on the, the, the tomatoes, but that's just a, a me issue. You know, um, I think they got to be thinly sliced, though. Like, I don't okay. like the big, chunky ones. Like, I don't want to taste too much of tomato at one time. Yeah. Yeah, because when it's chunky and then you bite it and then it like, or you squeeze oh. the sandwich and it just runs. Oh, yeah, not a fan. No, I'm not into the fan. I'm not a yeah. fan of the sloppy. Like, oh, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, Violet, uh, pad stacks or poke checks? What would you rather pull off in a big game? Oof. Pad stack for sure. Okay. I really? feel like that'd be really cool if I could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Game on the line. It's a two on one backdoor save and you just throw the legs out there. Yeah, definitely. Poke check, it's like cool, but I don't know. I use a big stick, so I feel like I get a decent reach with mine anyways. Uh, no no need to kind of 
go all for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard reeling it back in too. Once it gets a little loose and it's out there, trying to bring yeah. it back in and make that secondary save is not easy. Yeah, and I feel like the pad sack just looks cooler. Absolutely. Every time. Every like, time. I feel like it, like if you see a pad stack being a goalie watching a game, like you know it's sick. Yeah. But like half the crowd's like, what are they doing out there? They're just completely <laughs> clueless watching the goalie. But I feel like a poke check, the crowd might get into it a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like pad stack, like it just gets people going, like, you know, desperation save kind of thing. Like poke check, like that's a choice. Like pad stack, that's like desperation. You're just doing what you can. Yeah. Gets the people going. Gets the people <laughs> yeah. moving. Um, favorite Dr. Seuss book. Um, the Lorax. Wow, sick! The show. Great one. What thoughts on the movie though? That was a solid one. movie. Okay. Um, that's just the animated one, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. They make live actions for everything now. That wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but yeah, true. <laughs> um, pool. Or the beach? Beach, for sure. Really? You're okay with all the sand and stuff? Yeah, and I'd never get out there enough. Like, pool, like, I have access to that around here, but yeah, I just never get to the beach nearly enough. Something about just, like, laying in the sand, basking in the sun. Yep. Right yeah, okay. my, my next My next question was going to be, are we, like, just chilling at the beach, or, like, is this, like, an activity beach day? Um... Probably a little bit of both. I think there would definitely be some tanning involved, but like, I don't know. I'd maybe throw a football around or two and yeah. pop in the water, but um, there would definitely be some laying out. I'd probably like, I'm more of like a, I'll tan and then go to the water, cool off and then come back out kind of thing. Uh, are you, do you ever play spike ball at the beach? Yes, actually. Um, spike ball is a pretty, pretty big thing here. Um, so I get into that every once in a while. I probably did it more at Duluth than I do here now, but, um, when we get home or at the beach, we'll definitely throw that around. See, I, I, I like, love the beach, hate the sand, sunscreen, you get sweaty and sticky and then you're just covered in sand. It's kind of tough. I'll never understand though, the spike ball at the beach and then like, like game seven cup finals hard where guys and people are just diving around and you come up and you're just fit half face of sand and it's like. I, I never go, I'll never understand that, but. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely not me. I'm thinking more like, Chill. oh, if I can't reach it, I'm definitely not moving to get it that far. <laughs> Running not... in the sand is hard enough. You know, like we didn't, we didn't come to the beach to look like sandpaper after like, I'm not about it. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I'm yeah. like something light and casual. I don't want to work too hard. I like I'm at the beach, you know, yeah. you're not throwing pad stacks out there to, to, <laughs> yeah. make <a> oh, definitely <laughs> not. to get a ball. Um, no chance. Definitely not. Okay, now rank uh, a Florida or a southern beach. I'm talking like on the coast, on the ocean, or even Cali versus a midwestern beach. What do you prefer? Ooh. Because um, I would say those have I would two say, very different vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would definitely say like at this point right now, I'm thinking southern. Like I need a vacation. I like like the beach at home and stuff um, with like the city views and whatnot. But I feel like if I'm at the beach, like I want to get away and kind of just enjoy being in nature i don't need to be surrounded by so many buildings and stuff yep yep no i totally get it yeah we were just in uh fort myers you know shout out to fort myers on the come up right now um but we were just in fort myers for a rookie tournament for like tampa florida and etc 
And like the the cool part is like everything's a disaster. But when you set your feet in a, like a white sandy beach, it doesn't compare to being in Chicago or Michigan or even like, you know, out in the lakes in Minnesota. So definitely. Um, <clears throat> do you have a favorite character from Jersey Shore? Um, I would say probably Snooky. Okay. The most uh, fun and like outgoing kind of person. But also, like, she's a loyal friend. Like, um, her and her meatballs, like, they're tight. Like, and she can be a supportive friend. And at the same time, like, when people are going through stuff, she's like, all right, let's just go out and party. Let's have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you need you need that uh, that person on the bench for you that's rooting for you all the time. And I feel like definitely. good vibes. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like any, like, major uh, Jersey Shore memory has Snooki involved. Like, she is a part of it. She's very, very crucial to the show, I would say. Yeah, like central player. Pivotable. Yes, definitely. But uh, I like, like Sammy Sweetheart too. She's she's a she's like seems more down to earth and sometimes emotional, but like I like the fun side of Snooky, I'd say that. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, do you have go to sneakers that you're wearing right now? Um I kind of alternate I'm not like much of a sneaker person, but I have like okay. one pair of dunks that I wear. And then I just got like some like Reebok classics that I'm now wearing too. Um, so I kind of alternate between those two, but I'm big on like neutral colors. The Reeboks have some red on them, but like, I like neutral sneakers, something casual. What, uh, what do you guys get issued with uh, St. Cloud? Are you a Nike school? Yeah. So this is a whole thing right now, but we are oh a Nike school. Oh boy. Yeah. Don't get me started. Um, we are a Nike school. So like primarily Nike apparel, but the shoes we just got, they ordered Nike shoes, but they were in men's sizes. So we had to give those back. Um, and then to reorder them, it would take too long. So they just ordered from Under Armour and we just got some like Under Armour lifting shoes or whatever. I know. So I've seen some of those. The uh, I'm not trying to put light on the situation, but the uh, some of the Under Armors are cool, but some of them are like tough. Yeah, you yeah, either you... get you either get a good shoe from Under Armour or you get a real bad one. There is just no in between. I feel like sorry. Under yeah, Armour. no. I mean, I agree. I think like we had Under Armour at Duluth too, and like the first year the shoes were horrible. Second year, I liked those. I wore those for a good amount of time. The ones we just got, they're not too bad. I'm, I'd say they're in between. Like, you don't think there's an in between. It's an in between. Like, it looks good from the side, but maybe not from the top or the front, mm. like that kind of stuff. Would you wear them to class? I guess is the question. Oh, like, good would you question. Be seen outside of the, the, the facilities with them? No, probably not. But I also don't wear like gym shoes to class. Like, I okay. wear sneakers to class. So, okay. Okay. Um, Every what... box are on the come up. I'm just saying. Hey, mine were like pretty cheap and like, just an everyday sneaker i'll take it yeah they're kind of fire yeah i have some seen of them. them i haven't sure. seen them i you know what the sad part for me on shoes is i always like what nike's coming out mainly because i like a lot of their skateboarding like janowski's and stuff but uh i don't i don't i have a very opposite feel of their uh manufacturing processes but i've yet to actually take a stand and stop buying okay. stuff correct like yeah, you and everybody else yeah yeah so <laughs> i i just i'm not uh, i guess i'm kind of soft in that sense um hey is curry under armor steph curry yeah he's an endorsee you'd think that that would like change things 
like have better style. But look, again, I'm going to stand by my earlier statement. You either get a good shoe from Under Armour or you get a bad one. And they're yeah. like, from my experience, there's just very little in between there. So look, he's got a good shoe. Yeah. Then every, the the Rock even has like a couple good shoes, and then the well, rest are just buns. Yeah. Oh, he probably doesn't have a fucking clue. No, like he's got two good shoes and then he's got four other ones that you might as well put a trash bag over your foot. <laughs> You're wearing the Air Martin Monarch Dad Barbecue Fives. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's just brutal. <laughs> um, Jojo, what type of music are you listening to uh, pregame uh, to get dialed in? Probably rap mostly. Really? Okay. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. a new one. What? uh Definitely. You got some a song you like right now that's kind of giving the vibes or a uh, an artist? Um, my favorite rapper is probably G Herbo. So Chicago, Chicago native. Um I'd say my like go to, like I listen to it before every game is No Depression. You probably I don't know, but um you should listen to it. It's a good, it gets me hyped, it gets me going. Um but yeah, then that in the mix is primarily what I listen to. And then obviously like Drake, stuff like that. I love how it's obviously it's Drake. Artist. Like it's not like, oh yeah, I, I like sprinkle Drake in there. It's like, obviously we listen to Drake. Well, who doesn't listen to Drake exactly. before games, like, you know? Guy, he could be the GOAT. Could be. He is the GOAT, I think. It's in everybody's but... Spotify wrapped at the end of the year. We'll just, you know. Yeah. Always got to make an appearance somewhere in there. JoJo, late night drive though. What Like what's the playlist you're going with? Um, I would maybe say some like chill EDM stuff. I don't really like, I'm not super into it. So I probably couldn't give you like particular artists that I listen to, but I feel like, uh, some like, yeah, just chill EDM stuff, like vibey kind of music. And then I'll occasionally get some like, uh, alternative kind of stuff in there sometimes it's on like a guilty pleasures kind of playlist like i don't admit that i listen to it but i will kind of thing you heard it here first how how like alternative are we talking like blink 182 <laughs> like a little bit here and there like <laughs> no i know what that is i feel like my mom kind of put me on to some of it like oh, um yeah okay Sorry. Did it only it, didn't mean it like that no, yeah. she's hip though. She's hip. She's she's in with the new stuff and she's got some good music taste, so so but, don't take it personally. She's oh no, she's never. Yeah, <laughs> she's a youthful never. woman. She's in with the cool stuff. If Where does she, country sit? Where does country sit for you? Um, I like country. I feel like everyone in Minnesota listens to it. Yeah, so I listen big. to it. Yeah, like I mean, like I have a country playlist, but it's normally like, oh, somebody played this song and I'm just going to add it. It's not like I'm actively searched for it. So like I listen to country um, just it's mainly because everyone here plays it. So when I'm on my own time, I probably won't listen to it. It's not in the playlist. That's for sure. Like, um, is that locker room music? Practice, sometimes, maybe? sometimes we Will listen that- to it like in the weight room and stuff, but. And like I'll sing along, like I know the songs, but it's not really what I want to listen to before practice or in the weight room. No, there's a thing about like FBI agents and when they're doing lie detector tests, it's not just about like watching the lines, it's reading somebody's face. And yeah. uh the the face you gave when you said it's in the locker room sometimes yeah. I'll sing along was just like 
I don't like it that it's there, but like, yeah, it's, but it's happening. It's there. I'm not on the aux. So exactly. I mean, Where like who goes. wants to listen to country when you're working out? That doesn't really get oh. me going. <laughs> yeah. Put the hand down. Yeah. Not, not yeah. for like the workout that won't get you jacked, but like pre-practice, I think it's like, that's the vibe. Cause everything's just gotta be, you know, even keel. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it does definitely like level you out, calm you down. If I'm feeling a little bit too high, maybe level me out a little bit. Yeah. Jojo, settle down. <laughs> um, Honestly, sometimes what? I need it. You get, somebody's got to keep you in check, and maybe Zach Bryan's going to be the the music. Maybe Zach Bryan's going to be the guy. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, I need you, you're a Chicago kid, right? I know it's it's been done, and I think we're past this, so that way any of these allegations couldn't be used against you. How many times did you sneak into Lollapalooza as a kid? None, actually. I didn't sneak in, but oh, I definitely I... paid. I know, I know. I was the good kid, uh, but definitely paid the $400 to go there plenty yeah. of times. Um, it was worth it every time, though, so I'd say that. Oh, I think it's like one of the coolest festivals, especially when you're walking around and like the fountain's right there. And I think... I mean, I'm I'm pretty crushed every time I do it. Well, when I used to go, but like the amount of ground you actually cover for Lala is is actually insane. Like that whole park or whatever it is. We're gonna take a real quick break from the show to talk about one of our presenting uh, sponsors here, and that is Easy Crease. Take your goaltending development to the next level by giving your goalies a crease every drill, as they should have. I'm sure you remember when you were a kid, and you're doing half ice stuff, and you have no idea where you're at. You're lost, no man's land. Wrong turn at Albuquerque, you know, stuff like that. Easy crease quickly and easily gives goalies a crease anywhere on the ice. It works great for small area games, goalie clinics, or just anytime your goalie doesn't have a crease. Be sure to order now at www.easycrease.com, spelled exactly how it sounds, or check them out on Amazon. Back to the show. Yeah, definitely. It goes down like what Soldier Field and then all the way up to like the Navy Pier almost kind of. Yeah, it's massive. And you don't even realize like how much you're walking at the end of the day. You're just kind of, you know, there and just enjoying everything and doing <laughs> yeah. whatever you're doing. Just you don't taking really... in the music. Yeah, 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 right, right. Doing a lot just of people getting... watching. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, what's, uh, what's the Portillo's order called? Oh, I haven't been in so long. Oh, don't let um, me know. Yeah, that hurts. No, I would probably get a Chicago dog or something like that. Or, you know what? I will say it. The chopped salad there is actually really good. Like the little noodles and stuff. I get and that's that all too. the time we have this week. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know good, what? Good you know what? Don't come at me because when I would go there in high school and I didn't want to, you know, eat all that Garbage. crap all the time. Yeah. But Smart. but I definitely make exceptions. Like I I like the good Chicago dog every once in a while. Well, for, Wait, for have we have we had the chocolate cake shake? Yes, I was about to say that too. Chocolate cake shake, definitely. I'm telling you, I had the chocolate cake shake the first time ever I went to Portillo's because that was like the given order that I was told to get, and it was yeah. life changing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a new good. man after. Yeah, texture throws me off a bit, but the taste is I mean can't beat that. Very good. Good. Um, yep. I, I think for the scouts and all the recruiters that really listen to our podcast, a lot yeah. of, you know, our weekly listeners are ma- mainly made up of that. It's good to hear that you have a lot of self-control. So I think that's yeah. an elite move. So good. I just don't buy that stuff. So then because I don't have self-control, that's actually the whole thing. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah. 
So this is an interesting question I wanted to bring to women's hockey just because I am curious about it. So like in junior and in college hockey, you see guys like men's teams always putting together like a Stanley Cup full of Zins or they open up a drawer and it's just a bunch of empty Zin like containers. Um, Does anyone on the women's hockey side get into that? Anything like that? Um, You know what? I'm not going to take you outside, but we do have a ginormous like die table outside just covered like in zins right now okay i don't personally partake but yeah it is prevalent here i'd say that okay so women's hockey gets down with zen oh yeah oh you heard it I here for never That's a break. i never would have guessed this ever see some you know what like it, it's mixed because there's definitely the people that'll be like no like i don't do that stuff and i think my team is like a lot a lot of them are like that but it's more common than you might think and this is one of the fun things I wanted to uncover because like we were having a conversation, I think it was Moise or something that was like, I wonder if girls like, like in the locker room have nicknames and I'm like, yeah, they do. Like it's still a team environment. And like when you're with people every day, like, you know, shit happens where you can call somebody something for something they did. And like, it's just one of those things that I think uh, most people think like, oh, they don't do that, but like everyone does. So it's just a fun way yeah, to enjoy definitely. hockey. Um, obviously you shouldn't be doing it while you're playing or practicing or anything like that, but like, right. People right. partake. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you do any, uh, Taylor Swift shows while she was traveling? Do we have a Swifty fan? Honestly? No, okay. I'm not like in the, like, I didn't listen to her new stuff. Um, probably the only time I've heard it is on like TikTok and stuff. Um, not a huge fan. I like a lot of her old stuff, oh, but yeah. I just, oh, like, yeah. but obviously, Weird. um, who doesn't? Weird. But like, yeah, the newer stuff I just didn't really get into. And um, I was a bit confused about like the whole hype around it, like to each their own, like everyone has their things, but just not my thing. No, that's that's 100 totally percent. fine. Um, the reason I asked, I just wanted to see if there'd be bias. Um, any thoughts on uh, Taylor, I guess, dating Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs? Like everybody's talking about it. But they didn't. Uh, there was that, Kelsey. Yeah, there was that clip at Kelsey and Swift walking out of the game. They weren't holding hands though. But she sat in the booth as she would. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, she's sitting with his mom." But like, are you gonna put her in like you know wives and girlfriends in the stands or like in general admission? Like, it's Taylor Swift. I'm surprised she didn't get a box to herself, which those are taken. But you know what I mean. So I don't think that's as people are like reading into that like they're like getting married or something. But. I thought it was interesting. So anyways, back to the question, Jojo. I just want to see if you had any thoughts or takes or any. I mean, not particularly. This is the first I'm hearing about this. So maybe I'm behind. But what? I mean, what? happy, happy for. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really. Are you going to post breaking news on <laughs> NFL relationships? I love it. I'm just out of the loop. But I did. You know what? I like them both individually. Like, I think Taylor has a good story. And I watched the whole like Kelsey documentary um, oh, you series did? thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I never. Got I feel like that it's yet. it's big in my house right now. Like we've we're watching like all the sports documentaries and stuff. We'll always have that on here. Jojo, give me a number right off the top of the head out of ten. What you thought about that documentary? Um, I thought it was like a seven. I thought it was pretty good. I liked hearing Jason Kelsey's side of things. Like I feel like he kind of uh like in comparison to his brother, at least flew under the radar. And I liked like hearing the story about like their upbringing and his whole like uh, values and morals. And then them also like meeting together in the Super Bowl. Like I thought that was super awesome. And I like his mom's like, I don't know if you've seen their 
her little like split jersey where she yeah, so cool. yeah. is so, so cool. cool i'm like that's yeah. so cute yeah um yeah like what a I, I don't understand how like i think people call this older people would call this lightning in a bottle so like their podcast is crushing tra- I, I still my I, i'm sorry i didn't give my take not that anyone wants to hear it we want to hear you jojo but i i do think you know how people talk about industry plants i feel like this taylor swift travis kelsey thing is kind of like a way to get like media stir because they have the podcast, they have the documentary, Scripted. they're they're playing, they just went to the Super Bowl and played each other. Like there's a lot of buildup for them to where I would love to know what they're making on their pod because it's so like I see clips of it all the time on TikTok. And that's that's the only reason I know about all this is I'm on TikTok, which I wanted to also bring up Jojo. Obviously, you're not a huge TikTok person, it sounds like, eh? Um, I am, but like I don't post much on TikTok, but like no, I, I don't know. No, nobody posts, but you just watch like the stuff that comes through there. That's the best part. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like my TikTok like isn't like I don't get that much news stuff on it, to be honest. Like mine's all just like random funny videos or or what I think is funny at least. And then just like <laughs> yeah. girl stuff. Yeah. Like girl stuff, like relatable content. I'm like, oh my God, that's so me, you know? Yep. Like yep. that. Absolutely. And the other thing too, with you being still in school, I'm sure you're getting a lot of like party videos or like barstool clips or like, I don't know if St. Cloud's got a, like a St. Cloud barstool, but like all those college clips that happen on campus. I do miss that back when I was yeah, in school. Definitely. I don't know if our school has a TikTok, but I think we have like an Instagram and back in Duluth, they had one too. And it was just like kids doing stupid shit on the weekend. Absolute yeah. mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we live yeah. for. Exactly. Um, so uh, the first hockey question I want to get into with you, Jojo, is um, coming out of CYA, you originally committed to UMD. You had done two the, two years there, a total of roughly 22 games played. Um, what was the decision or how did you base your decision on going and looking into getting into the portal and then going to St. Cloud? Yeah, so um, originally it was like our starter, she had just gone to the Olympics and so this was my sophomore year and um, I started playing a bit more and I was doing well, um, while I was there. And then once she got back, um, she kind of filled that starting role again. Yep. Um, so then going into the following year, she wasn't going to play her fifth year. Um, and then we lose the national championship. And I think that was kind of like a determining factor for her, I'm assuming. And so she decided to stay her fifth year last minute. Um, and at that point, like I was kind of um wishfully thinking like hopefully I'd kind of fill that starting role position before she decided to come back and then that happened and they told us that we would split but um at that point like you kind of know how um you know a lot of promises are made to you or a lot of things are told to you that don't always stick especially as like a goalie so I just kind of wanted to see what other opportunities I would have um and I talked to like a handful of schools, like a bunch of schools. There was a lot out east that I was talking to. Um, but being in the league, like in the WCHA, our league is the top league in um, the NCAA. So I wanted to stay somewhere that I could have like the best competition, like playing against them. Um, and St. Cloud at the time wasn't as skilled as Duluth was. And I knew that going into it. Um, but I also knew that, you know, I'd probably get a lot of shots and I'd get a bit more playing time and it would allow me to like further my development. And um, I think having that role too, where maybe your team 
doesn't have as high expectations, um, it can allow you to kind of rise to challenges too. Like we had even years at CUA where, um, you know, we maybe didn't have the best team, but being in that role, like I always felt like I enjoyed that position and that kind of control over the game. So um, I'd like to think that that's kind of what landed me here. Well, I think you bring it up a similar point. Like we talked to Fez, I think, you know, for goalies in that kind of situation and that read, um, when you're looking at a team where, okay, we're not like, you know, we're not a returning or an NCAA champ last year, we're not in the top five or whatever, you kind of know, okay, like my work's cut out for me, right? But you have the chance to put your stamp on a program and say like, this is what we can do. If I come in here and I play as well as I believe I can, maybe this can right the ship and now I can, you know, we can be a turning point for for this program, which you get to stand out and, you know, you get to uh, be in a very important chapter, which as a goalie, I think, you know, so much of our game is, um, you know, centered on us and being so, I'm trying to find the right words for it, but it's, uh, we're a very key player in the way things go, the way games go. So to help and, you know, have that chance at a program to, like you said, start and then not only start, but try and, you know, turn a page for them is it's pretty cool. But yeah, like you look at the WCHA because there is no Big Ten hockey, you got Wisconsin and Ohio State, right? So those are your, your top two, Minnesota, UMD, uh, St. Cloud, the uh, St. Thomas is new and then Bemidji. So like that conference is pretty elite in terms of that. the talent you're playing. So yeah, definitely. It's a great place to play. I mean, you're not going to find competition like this anywhere else. So, yep. Jojo, I have a question about your first couple of years there. Now, yeah. when you said you were or that your starter went to the Olympics, where was she going? Yes. She, now, yeah, she, uh, she was on Team Sweden. Yeah. Okay. So when she went there for the Olympics and you started playing and then she came back, I would love to know what the dynamic between, you like you as a goalie partner to her vice versa and how that relationship with your coach more or less that triangle effect how that was when you were there yeah actually she was great about it she's super supportive like even while um she was away and stuff I would be playing and I would do well and she'd always like shoot me a text or something like congratulating me um and she was always just super supportive and I think that she was happy for for my success as well. Um, I didn't think the dynamic was weird at all when she got back. I think that I kind of myself didn't really have expectations. I didn't want to get my hopes up and be like, oh, like, oh, I'm just going to keep playing. You know, like I kind of understood like she hadn't done anything to lose that starting position. So it, it was just like a mutual kind of understanding and respect for one another. And um, what I had done with the program and what she was off doing. Um, and then as for her coach, kind of the same thing. She was always like, um, she was our like, uh, kind of goalie coach at the time. And she, um, is very understanding of that kind of stuff and our dynamic. And she was really open, uh, with me about where I stood in terms of things. Um, and honestly, I think I played maybe one game, um, after she got back and then it didn't go as great as I had been playing. And I think that was kind of like the determining factor, like, all right, she's going back in and that's just part of it, you know? Yeah. Like that's a tough dynamic. I mean, Ev, you could probably attest to this. Like that's a tough dynamic when you have a goalie that goes away for whatever, whatever reason. 
and then your other goalie starts to play well, steals the show, so be it. The goalie comes back, like, who more or less didn't do anything wrong. They just had another opportunity or something to take care of. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a tough spot yeah. to have to choose who's going to run the ship at that point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and Ohio State went through something similar at the time, too. Um, their starting goalie had went off to the Olympics, and then so they played their uh, their backup. Um, but then when their goalie got back, uh, their coach just left the backup in and played her the rest of the season. And then their starter at the time ended up transferring. And now uh, their backup is now like running the show. So yeah, it just so kind of depends. That kind of leads me to my next question. Like when you entered the portal for transfer, now I know you touched on it a little bit, how you and your coach kind of had a good dynamic there. Like, was there any uh, surprise or was there any controversy between you and your coach or you and the coaching staff once you've entered the portal or once you decided to go into the portal? Um, yeah, definitely. They kind of like, when they told me about the fact that she was staying and they kind of sprung it on me. And at the time I was like, Oh yeah, like I'll stay, whatever. And then I went home, thought about it for like a day. And then I came back the next day and was like, Hey, like I want to transfer. And I think the, was that, was, an easy, two... was that an easy decision? Were you like, yeah, look, this isn't going to work? Or was it more or less like there's got to be other opportunities out there for me? Um, a, No, it wasn't easy by any means. Like leaving a program like that where I know I'm getting good coaching and I'm facing good shots and stuff like that. Um, It was really hard decision to make. And at the same time, you don't know what's at the other end of things. You can't you know, talk to schools before you enter the portal. So I had no idea what to expect. So it was a difficult decision. But I also knew that the season that I had just played my sophomore year was telling to my abilities. And so I just kind of had to trust in that, that someone would want to pick me up. I think the one thing, though, that we're kind of talking about right now, and we talk about at the office all the time is um, for goalies, like your stock rises and falls, right? You play a lot of good games, suddenly you're hot and you start becoming a hot commodity. And it's one of those chance. It was a fork in the road, basically, for you in your situation where your stock is hot. You know, you can talk to other teams um, or you could stay and you're battling and you're fighting for 50 percent of the workload, which gives you less exposure, less chance to development. And obviously with your role before or uh, being in your spot before what has happened now, um, with the women's pro hockey, which I want to get into your, basically your end goal is trying to go right to the Olympic team. So like you have two, wherever you're at two to three more years, where's the best spot going to be. But I think the one thing for listeners that might not understand when you go into the, the, uh, the portal, if you're on any type of scholarship or anything like that, it's forfeited. So like the hard part and the decision that we have to make, um, that I want to paint the picture of then make very clear is when you go into the portal very rarely I saw it once this last year somebody went in and then they went back to their school I don't know how the hell that happened but when you go in well, look that's happened twice by the way I don't know when when I was in northern Michigan okay John Roberts oh entered Johnny. The, yeah, John yeah. entered the portal for like I think it was four days <laughs> and then the coach ended up coming back to him because I'm going to assume that the coach's pick for coming in or for the transfer didn't work out and all of a sudden had to backpedal for more goalies to roster on the team. 
So he ended up being in the portal for four days and then coming back. Yep. But you're, I mean, you're, you're very correct. The entering the portal and then reversing back to the team that you left is very, very uncommon. It should never happen because most schools never happen ties. They won't let you walk into the facilities. They won't let you come back. They don't want you talking. Other situations are a little bit different where like some people will kind of like what we call part as friends. They see mutually. This doesn't make sense for either of us. You go your way. You go here while you're here through the spring semester. You want to work out, do a little bit of skating. We might not let you skate with all of the team, but we'll let you skate with scratches or something. Right. Um, So I think it's a very brave decision, but obviously in terms of development, you went and you played more games at St. Cloud and then, you know, consistently, and then uh, what I wanted to get into, um, I don't know how I have it ordered, but oh, I do have it next, is this past summer you got involved with the 2023 Collegiate Select Series for USA. Um, yeah. Congratulations on that. But for the listeners and for us, could you give us a little bit more of what that, that is for USA Hockey and what they're looking to do with the women's side of development with that Collegiate Select Series? Yeah, so um, this was my first time ever going to Lake Placid. I had... I think the farthest I ever made it with like USA hockey development was like 66 camp or something. Um, and I felt like I always kind of choked in those situations, to be honest, like I never performed up to how I wanted to. And so I first, it was back in May that I went to the USA goalie development camp, which was like younger kids all the way up to like collegiate level, um, like a group of girls and boys. And then we were together um, and then after that is kind of when I think they like solidified who they were inviting to August Fest. And it's, I don't know if this is like known, but like I wasn't even invited to begin with. Um, like I got the call super late. Um, they were like, hey, like we have an opening. Um, would you like to come? And so super last minute, I was like, wow, like that's a crazy opportunity. Um, but basically the whole camp is, the first week we have like basically tryouts um, where they invite a bunch of players. And then um, from there, they select the U18 team, the collegiate team and the women's national team. Um, and then they'll stay an extra week and either practice or play series or whatever. Um, so yeah, going into it, didn't really want to, didn't really know what to expect and, again, not being invited in the first place. Like I didn't, I didn't really have expectations. I was just trying to go there and get the most out of it that I could um, and just try and develop and learn things and take it in. Um, but then I ended up making the team, which was great. Um, but yeah, I think the whole experience was just about like learning and taking things in and they have a great coaching staff there. So I think it's been great for development and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, on, on the US side, Connor's on the Canadian. I think that's the one thing I don't, people don't realize is uh when you start going to festivals at like 14 15 or you're going to like your regional or district trial camps like i don't think people most parents at the time unfortunately realize how important those are if you if you're trying to go that route now again it's a long shot because you know not everybody's cut out to be an olympian right and you have so many kids playing hockey and there's so many different things and like if you really want to get real about it a lot of people start like at least in michigan and chicago um, in those areas, Minnesota, definitely like the politics that go into this make things very, very messy. But besides the point, like if your kid, if you have a, a goalie at that 14, 15, 16 range, I do think it is important to start looking in to what your district does for tryouts, what the next step would be for them if they get moved on past that, because 
your end goal is going to the festival, right? In uh, Lake Blasted or Buffalo, wherever, wherever they're going to be. And I think some of the, I think the girls now are now at St. Cloud, the national camps, I think. Maybe. Um, I oh. think they, they, like the USA hockey camps, like the selection camps were used to be at St. Cloud, but I think they just moved somewhere else. I don't remember okay. where they moved to, but generally like that's where I would always go for like the yeah. USA hockey development camp kind of stuff. Very cool. Um, yeah. uh, next thing I got to ask goalie coaching growing up in Chicago, you were obviously with some of the best people. Um, Sonia Honick, uh, was Sonia Sindal married to Ryan Honick with GDI, incredible people. Great to deal with. I love going to that camp every summer. Um, I think what Sonia does for kids and I think in terms of development, she's obviously churning out a lot of high end athletes and goalies. Uh, what can you say about what good things can you say about Sonia? Oh, I can't say enough. She's incredible. She's been with me ever since um, I started at Seaway. Maybe I was 14, 15. Um, and just her understanding of the game, like from a goalie perspective and, and beyond that, but primarily for me, goalie perspective, um, just creating such technically sound goalies. And um, she's also worked with me for so long. So she knows me personally and knows how to explain things to me. And um, I think she just has so much knowledge about the game and I've learned so much from her. And I like the aspect of teaching that she kind of produces goalies that are, like I said, technically sound and just play a clean game. Like I'd like to like pride myself in, you know, I don't want it to be like the most flashy thing. I don't want it to be necessarily like fun to watch. Like I want it to be boring, clean, like that kind of game. And I think that she teaches that really well. Um, and also like continues to do so. Like I'll send her like last year, I've, I've sent her video and stuff and like, Hey, like, what do you see here? Like, what do I need to work on? So just constantly available there as a resource and having known me for so long, she can help with like the mental side of things too. She knows how I play best. Um, and just having her there for the past, I don't know, probably seven, eight years has just been awesome. She's great. I think the other thing though is uh, the family vibe too that she creates with the girls or women's camp every summer. Like the people, the kids that keep coming back, I think, I mean, shit, let me, I think I have your EP still pulled up here. Oh, I don't. Um, But like, I mean, I probably would have met you when I just started there if you were going to those camps. Um, Where, oh, there it is. Because I remember like from the start, I got linked up with um, Ryan through, um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, this is, oh Oliver. Sorry, Ollie Fredgy. He hooked us up, and my first ever one was at, they were doing it at Wisconsin. So, yeah, like when you were year 16, 17, when you were playing high school and then CYA for your 19U year, which you weren't 19, but with the 19U team, I would have been doing those camps. And, like, every year the amount of D1 goalies that move on from the Chicagoland that deal with Sonia is like it's it's astounding and I give her a lot of credit for being able to do that so pretty exciting yeah it's crazy like even my 19 year at or my like post-grad year at CUA yep I think all the kids on the team there were only two that were going D1 and it was both the goalies so kind of crazy yeah Yeah. yeah hell yeah um do you have any hard outs right now do you have anything scheduled for the rest of the afternoon um, I just have something around four thirty ish. I okay, gotta be so at the rink for, but 
That's we're it. okay on time right now. Um, yeah, we're good. So my, I guess then I'll wrap it up with this last question. Uh, very exciting news now with the new status of professional women's hockey. They just had the first ever inaugural draft, which I think looked, it looked like it ran great. Um, I think that was out of Toronto. Was it not Toronto? Yep. Yeah. Um, incredible. Very, very exciting. Like I, it'll be interesting. We want to see how things progress um, in terms of NHL teams jumping on for support, how those games are going to get scheduled and where they're going to be played at. I think it'll be very, very fun to watch and go see. But in terms of right now, you're in that sweet spot of still being in college development. This is going on. Now we, you, Obviously, this is probably something that you're looking forward to on top of all the international play for USA Hockey. But where are you at right now mentally and where, what are your you know thoughts on everything? Yeah, I mean, I think it's super cool that they're kind of cultivating this opportunity for women's hockey and that um, it's kind of it's moving up in the world. And like with the salary increase and everything like that, um, I think it's great to see uh, for me personally. I don't really know where I'm going to be um, in the next couple of years. Um, I mean, I'm obviously like still doing schoolwork and I'm focused, like I'm getting a degree in nursing. So I obviously have a like passion outside of hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, if the opportunity presents itself and it's, you know, financially sound for me, that would be great if I could continue doing that. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, I am focused on like education and career and things like that outside of hockey. Um, but it's great to see that uh, they're getting some notoriety for that. And I think the draft was really cool to watch and seeing so many people that I like played with, especially at Duluth, um, get drafted for that. I think that's awesome. And um, yeah, I just think that like getting some viewers for that and like finding the right crowd, because I know that like there's like all these like, oh, I wouldn't watch women's hockey and stuff like that. Like there's always going to be that, but like finding the right crowd and the the younger girls probably target audience where it's like those are the kind of people that would watch that sort of thing is just great and sort of cater things towards them if that makes sense well i think you bring up a great point with where women's hockey and girls youth hockey is at now everything's changing like the amount of girls that are one right now in this wave of you call it an older group so 17 16 to like 18 19 right because you can do that until uh, for girls travel hockey um but that's always been strong in the midwest but you look at like the grassroots level and the amount of girls that are playing would do you feel it's a little bit different in chicago like there's more girls hockey now than when you were call it 12 years old i i'm not 100 percent sure but i feel like it would have to be like i feel like the game is definitely growing and mm-hmm. people are also like developing younger like we have incoming freshmen coming into college and they're just unreal, like such, such insane talent for women's hockey. And I think that's so cool to see that people are kind of getting better sooner um, and just kind of growing the game. And it's kind of exciting to see where it's going to go. Yeah. So I, th- my point being is I think girls that are starting out with the sport so young, when you give them now a product that's accessible to watch and view, follow, I think with social media, it's an easy way to get out um, your game clips, uh, highlight reel, all those kind of things. Now, all of what you're doing is more accessible compared to growing up. Like you, when you don't have social media or you had like MySpace and you don't put out clips in like the early stages of Facebook, like getting, unless you could see a game on TV, kids 
which develop your fans because whether or not they're a good athlete for the rest of their life or not, if they're hooked on, you know, the Blackhawks, the Bulls, the Bears, whatever, they become lifelong fans, right? Right. So now there's something where kids can grab because obviously for whatever reason, kids at like 12 years old, the kids I coach all have phones and have TikTok and Instagram. So like they're following stuff and they have access to information and uh, social media. So I think I'm very excited to see what happens next. And I think with a bigger wave and a bigger pool of female athletes coming up, hockey players specifically, it's uh, it's a very exciting place. On top of, like you mentioned, the athlete is getting the hockey player, the athlete is getting so much more advanced, so much faster now. Yeah. So you're producing very, very high end talent. But I'm excited yeah. to see how, where, and necessarily when the league starts to expand to teams, because like you said, now, now more than ever, kids have access to an abundance of information. So the fact that these uh, these girls who are starting to get into the game of hockey can turn on TSN or ESPN, whatever your guys' highlights yeah, are on. Yeah, figure it out. Buddy. Sorry, <laughs> and like they can see like women's pro highlights is unbelievable, and like yeah, at that awesome. young age they can pick a favorite team and they can follow them throughout the rest of their lives or their career or whatever. Like that's that's huge for the sport. Right, definitely. Because I feel like growing up, like I had idols, but while a lot of them were in the NHL, you know, I always looked up to like the people that were in the Olympics, like the Olympic female goaltenders, you know, like I feel like younger girls always kind of are drawn towards what they can be and like giving them that opportunity. I think like even I coach younger girls and they love when like me and my teammate go to the practices and things like that. Like their coaches are great, but they that's who they're looking up to. It's the, it's the generation of women's, hockey players that are going to the next level and that are at the highest levels that they kind of look up to most. Well, I think to elaborate on your point that I think you bring up is great is like you probably grew up watching Blackhawk games, right? So you had Kaner, you had Taves, Stanley Cups, Corey Crawford. I never liked the way he played. Um, (laughs) But uh, like you obviously love watching them. Exciting hockey. I hated the Blackhawks because I grew up in Detroit. But regardless of the fact, when you get to, uh, I think, in terms of representation and the conversation that for some reason fucking rattles people, but representation is important for people. Cause like you said, young girls that get to see, you know, Violet, Viola, Jojo, Chobak come do their practice. And they're like, Oh, she's at St. Cloud. And, and like, I'm sure maybe not in Chicago and Michigan, you'd probably get a lot of questions for younger people and parents like what's St. Cloud, but you talk about, it's, you know, a high end D one women's college hockey team. And you're like, Oh, now that is something I can be. I can go be Jojo Choback one day if I climb the routes and I play it for whatever Chicago AAA girls team and I keep doing well and I develop and I get better and I go see Sonya and I go to GDI goalie camps and like things like True. that. Now it's achievable. And there's some right. sort of attainable goal where before it was just like, I just, I'm kind of playing hockey. And like you said, Olympic games are only every four years. Yeah. You get world's tournaments, but that doesn't get covered very well like the Olympics. So like, it's uh I don't know I think it's very exciting and uh, hopefully it'll be a turn in the page for for uh, women's hockey moving. Well, look, forward. they can now watch games on a regular basis and have a constant reminder of more or less a dream they can chase, right? Yep. They can't like wait four years for the Olympics to come in. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. And Sorry. like you know what, I feel like it's like it if like with the controversy about like people watching women's hockey and stuff, like it's not for you. Like it's it's for the people that 
like are growing up in the sport and like need something to look up to. Like if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But those younger kids, like they need that. So I just think it's great to see. Well, and that's the that's the other I guess the other side of the internet that we're talking about. Social media is like the downside, the shit birds that are like always everyone feels like they have to get their yeah. opinion off and let everybody know what the fuck like, they who think. Cares? And it's yeah. like yeah. you're you know, okay, you're five watch. you're five eleven, three hundred pounds. I don't think you could skate at all. So like just settle the fuck down. Like um but uh Connor, you got anything else? Uh no, we've uh we've got everything I wanted to cover for sure. Terrific. Jojo, any questions? Nope, I got nothing. This has been great, guys. Oh, how's the gear, Ben? Everything good? Yep, no complaints. Loving it. I like my new glove, too. Excellent. We Whoa, love can to we, hear that. Can we get, like, a gear teaser? Like, what are we wearing this year? We posted. Um, it's on Instagram. Or it should, yeah. Right? The for, for those that haven't seen it. I'm just wearing SLRs. Uh, the normal, like, design pattern for that. Just pretty much same ones I'm wearing last year and just different color. And then right. I, I switched over to like, I think it was like the V9 glove or something like that. Um, just because I like like the brake better on it. But that's pretty basic for me. Beauty. Um, yeah, that. she's in, in the three stuff. Obviously, she's a, one of those, you know, goalies that's very dialed in with her equipment and knows exactly what she's yeah. getting into. I Absolutely. To be honest. Right. What I tell everybody though, the less you're involved and you're like overly specked out and things like that, I think you're more focused on what you do. It's just got to yeah. be comfortable, right? Like yeah. me and Connor talk about that. I'd say 90% of the rooms you walk into, it's a quick try and test. Oh, this feels good. I'll try this. Um, I think that's what a lot of it ends up being. But real quick, desktop Google Chrome will share. That's a setup there, Connor. Love to see it. Uh, V9 XP glove, SLR three blocker pads, chesties incredible. Fresh. Those are both yeah. VEH. You got two? Is that one of those the old one? What chest protector? Yeah, in the stall. Yeah, I got two now, but look I how, uh, they got look the so new clean one. Still. I know. Well, I mean, they don't really get puck marks on them. Yeah, I know, but the black like that just shows how much better black works than white. Like it looks. Like, oh yeah. Not gross. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's ideal. Definitely. Perfect. Um, stop share. All right. Well, that's all I got. Jojo, thank you so much. Good luck with the rest of the year. Congrats on a, a great opening weekend too, by the way. I, I breezed over that. Um, already got a dub in the books, put it on, uh, yep. put it on the marks and then you Chalk get swept, right? Yep. I can't believe hockey's already starting. This is terrifying. It's so yeah. fast. <laughs> I know. Anyways, um, good luck the rest of the year. You need anything, give us a shout. Uh, we're very excited to follow along and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Thanks Jojo. Jojo. We'll see ya. Bye.